You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Biz Babes with Soul. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have my friend Jennifer Dunham here today. So Jen and I met at an incredible event in November where we both spoke and she and I connected right away. And I knew one, I had to be her friend, so I stalked her a little bit. And <laughs> two, um, that she needed to be on the show. So I'm so excited to have Jennifer here. She is a profitable lifestyle strategist, and she's going to tell you all about what that means and how she can help you streamline all the things. So welcome, Jennifer. <laughs> Thanks, Melody, for having me. This is exciting. I love being here. <laughs> Yay! So tell everybody a little bit more about what exactly it is a profitable lifestyle strategist does. Sure. So I like to tell people that your lifestyle is both your personal life and your business combined. Because there's no such thing as, I mean, they're not separate. You you know, as a, especially as a female entrepreneur, um, you know, we still have to go home and, you know, potentially cook dinner or, you know, people are taking kids to soccer or doing the bills. Like our, our personal life is, is not separatable um, from our business. It's one and the same. So you have to have a lifestyle and that's what we crave, right? We all crave, uh, of course, a profitable lifestyle, but um, the whole idea behind creating your profitable lifestyle is so that you can have a greater impact Mm -hmm. increase your income and still have more freedom. Yeah. And I think we all need that <laughs> because I, I don't know about anybody else listening, but sometimes I feel like I'm just running around like a chicken with my head cut off because I, I'm so busy and I have so many things, so many things in the air and yeah. And it's so funny because I live on a chicken farm. I yeah. love that you said that. <laughs> I thought of that as I was saying that. I was like, oh, she's going to laugh at that. <laughs> um, so I, um, my background is actually in computer science and mathematics, believe it or not. And, and that's where, you know, I tell people I'm the queen of getting more done and making more money in less time. Mm -hmm. And I, I do that, you know, I studied um, actually artificial intelligence and psychology. So there's a lot to be said for how the brain works. And um, with that, um, you know, I'm a tiny habit certified coach and a cash injection specialist. So those two things, when you combine them, um, allows me to help my clients take action in those bite-sized steps that they need in order to get results. Um, because I find that so many people are running around with their, their head cut off like a chicken yeah, yeah. and, and they don't know what's the right thing to work on. And they get to the end of the day, for example, and they'll be like, well, I was busy all day long and I don't know what the hell I just did. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, one of the things that Jen had me do was for a week, I wrote down everything I was doing like every 15 minutes and it was illuminating. Let me tell you. So if you ever want to feel like, what the hell am I doing with my life? 
sit down and write down everything you're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, what happened was, um, you know, unfortunately life happens, right? And I was at the point where I was, I was working all the time. And, and this was before I, I, I started Time, Money and Happiness Matters. Um, I have my IT firm. I actually have a, had a photography business that I was running for almost 15 years. And I, and that was my passion business. And I was, I was pouring myself into it. And my husband and I were arguing all the time about how much I was working. I was, he was not happy with it. I wasn't happy because he wasn't really helping me around the house. And it just kind of went back and forth, back and forth. And, and we were, we were having this really serious conversation. I remember this one time, this one, this was like a, a one memorable conversation where we were sitting outside trying to figure out, you know, where do we want to live when we retire? And um, we lived in suburbia. My husband, the reason he wasn't helping around the house was because he was tired of living five feet from our neighbors. And, and just like it normally happened, the dogs, the neighbor's dogs were barking nonstop while we were sitting out there. And he just couldn't take it anymore. And he, and he storms inside and he slams the door and he just leaves me sitting there. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm on my way to divorce number two. <laughs> and for those of you who have gone through divorce or for those of you who are having those kind of struggles, it impacts your business. It impacts, it takes the breath out of you. And I just sat there thinking, what the hell am I doing? And, um, you know, I walked back inside and I told him, you know what, we're, you know, we're entrepreneurs. When, when are we honestly ever going to retire? Mm-hmm. So we, I write, I mean, come on, even if we leave, if we stop one business, we're going to start another one. So I, we made the decision to go ahead and move. So long as we kind of, we're still within driving distance to our, our IT clients. And, um, within seven days, we found the place of our dreams. We moved and with 30 days, um, I was having like friends and family and colleagues. They were noticing not only a difference in just myself, but they were noticing a difference in, in my, you know, like how I was interacting with, with my husband and the success in my business started to take off. Like, I don't want to say immediately because it wasn't immediately. Cause I, I'm a, I'm one of those firm believers that sometimes you really do have to put the hard work in, you know, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot about working smarter, not harder, but sometimes you just have to work harder. Yeah. And, um, but people were noticing and they're like, what are you doing? And, and so I kind of reverse engineer it reverse engineered it because that's how my brain works and I thought huh it's because I'm putting systems and routines in place because I was living out in the middle of nowhere yeah so even even little things like getting groceries was a huge chore like you couldn't forget something it was like a half an hour drive to the grocery store when we moved out when we moved out here to the chicken farm and um so that thought process allowed me to, to change how I was operating my time and operating my business. Mm. So you can quit doing everything so long as you start learning how to streamline your time and, and actually get more done in less time. But a, a big piece of that is also working on the right things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one, of, one of the things is a lot of people um, lack the clarity you know, I, I recently did this poll about what's your biggest struggle, lack of clarity, lack of um, clients, lack of consistent cash flow, lack of systems, lack of time. And um, surprisingly, of course, you know, I think lack of time comes back a lot with everybody because it's, mm-hmm. it's truly the one thing you can't fabricate. 
like you can create more money. I mean, or the government can, (laughs) and, and and we can find more clients, you know, we can give our work away for free and we can have more clients, you know, if we really had to, but you can't make more minutes. Yeah. So, you know, you know, like you were sharing how you spent a week tracking your time. It's one of the foundational pieces. The step number one is, is understand where you're spending your time now because you cannot improve it if you don't know how you're spending it. Yeah. And I think so many of us, I mean, I, I, there's been many times when I've thought I did so much today, but did I get anything done? And I think that's the norm for most Americans. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny. Can, the last year, my kind of um, mantra has been consistency and leverage. Like I really do want to work smarter. Um, so I've taken the things that I'm really good at, you know, like I, one of the things I teach is in when I work with my clients is embracing your brilliance, understanding what your brilliance is and then embracing it and making sure you're using that to, to almost streamline your time, but also put it out there in your messaging, making sure you're attracting the right clients. Cause that, tr- that too is also about streamlining your time. Cause how many of us, I don't know if you've ever worked with a wrong client, like that wasn't <laughs> ideal, but let yeah. me tell you that took up a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I laugh because there's been so many of them. I'm like, Oh, which one? <laughs> right. It's crazy. So um, step one, I tell people is to take, uh, take inventory of your time. Like how are you spending your time right now? And in order, once you start to kind of put some, some system, some, some structure around, oh, now I see why I'm not making money. I'm actually not doing any activities at all that are money generating activities. Yeah. Right. Cause that's one of, that's kind of like another pivotal, like step two, if you want to call it that is how many minutes in your day are actually used towards making money. Yeah, it's true. I, I had heard that before and I think I ignored it because I thought, well, that just means I have to be salesy and I don't want to be salesy. Like, ugh. <laughs> right. And you know, the one thing, the one shift that I had, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of coaches and mentors myself. And one of the, one of the shifts that I needed to hear, and, and hopefully it'll help with your listeners as well. One of the things that I really, really needed, and I still, of course, need to have a post-it note on my head is, um, don't view it as being salesy. If you can replace the words selling with help, Mm. like, you know, it's a shift in making an offer to someone who needs you. But if you don't actually ever, you know, like I have a program called dash to cash and um, it's all about making as much money as quickly as possible, but as simply as possible, like removing the technology barriers, removing some of the mindset barriers. And one of the things that we talk about is that there's only two things that you really need to, to, to have in order to make money. You have to have someone that wants to buy something from you and you have to sell something like there. You have to have traffic and an offer. That's it. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you never make the offer, if you never offer your services, you'll never make money. Yeah, I, I just had someone else tell me that the other day. They said, because I was saying, oh, I, I really need to make some more money this month. And they said, you have so many Facebook friends who are your ideal client. Like, just start conversations with them. They don't know that you're what you're offering because you're not telling them. 
Absolutely. And that was, I was like, you know what? You're right. I hadn't even thought about that. Yep. It's, it's so funny because, and I'm not sure if it's, I, I think it is because we're raised in a society where you think of selling is, is like, I, I hear that word and I instantly think of a car lot, uh-huh. um, which, which has negative connotations to it. But like, I hadn't even told people. In fact, I'm still not sure if I've ever shared this. I think I may have shared this in one email to my email list that like, as I, I, I'm an infusion soft certified partner. Oh, I'm wow. an, I'm an ambition ally certified partner. Like I, I'm kind of techie, but I don't really tell people that because I mean, where, where my brilliance is, is helping people become more efficient with their time and their systems and automation in their whole business process, not just like the technical pieces, Mm -hmm. but the idea of, of automating making offers through the ability to put routines in place into your daily time. And I never told, I don't, I still don't tell people. I mean, I mean, I should have it on my website, like the logo that I'm an Infusionsoft certified partner, for example, and I still don't have that on my website. <laughs> well, I think as women entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of us, I don't know, maybe I, I don't want to speak for you, but it's hard to brag about ourselves. It is hard. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's one of the roughest things. And I think you're right. I think, I don't know. It could be a stereotype, but I think you're right in the sense that as a, as a female, um, we tend not to as much as maybe men have a, maybe don't, um, maybe have a different mindset. And so they don't have as much of an issue with it. Um, and again, I know that's a generality. So if anybody's listening, <laughs> that's yeah, just a generality, we're not, but we're not men bashing, but since right. most of my audience is women, I will say, yeah. Um, it seems to come up a lot. I know I was on a call with a potential client one time and he was kind of a cocky dude. (laughs) And I was like, in my mind, I thought, okay, I need to just be really confident about my pricing. And so, cause I was like, that's what a man would do. And I did it. And he still didn't take me up on the offer cause he was cheap, but that's a whole nother issue. It's just that switch in my head. I was like, men would never be like, well, I can do 300, you know, payment installments and, you know, I can decrease this and do that. Like men don't do that. Women do because we're so emotionally attached to it. Yeah. You know, one of my sales coaches um, that I have, have used, you know, actually two, you know, I've been in two different, uh, one mastermind and, and another coach that I worked with. Um, where they talk about how you have to be detached from mm-hmm. like the answer. Right. So, I mean, but here's, here's the thing. When I find that people are struggling with not enough clients, which obviously means not enough cash flow, um, or even more attached, you know, like when we, when we make an offer to someone, it's because we, I mean, we, to be honest, we might just need the money. Like we might need yeah. the injection of cash flow in our own personal life, in our, in our business. And it's really hard to be unattached um, to someone's decision about whether or not they will or won't work with you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're coming from that, that, that place of, of, you know, dare I say desperation, because I know I felt desperate at times. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, and this is where, and I really feel like um, if 
if anything that you take away from what we're talking about today is the consistency of action and getting out there and practicing, you know, maybe you're still attached to the offer and that's fine. You know, you'll get to the point someday where you might be more unattached, but being able to actually get out there and make more offers more consistently. And one of the things that I always tell my clients, because I, I have this, pro, I have this profitable lifestyle formula and it's all about, and it's because I'm geeky. It's literally a form, like a mathematical formula. <laughs> and so envision this. So um, it's time times money times reach and that is all elevated by the exponential factor of happiness and impact. Mm. And, and the reason that this formula exists because time, money, and reach are those things that you can count. Mm. And I'm a, big, I'm a big inventory person, as you can tell, you know, with the fact that I made you take inventory of how you're spending your time for a time. <laughs> um, but being able to track your time, track your money, track your clients, um, all of those things track your reach, like in your, in the social media platform world, for example, like I know you have a, a, an amazing Instagram following, you know, you're on Facebook. I likewise, my Instagram following has been growing. My Pinterest um, following is, yeah. is huge until you know, and I'm going to share this as an example, because until you know um, the numbers so that you can see that it is improving, a lot of people don't track and if you don't track and you're spending money on activities, it could be wasted, mm -hmm. right? So in order to use your time more efficiently and make offers, start tracking how often you're making offers. Like, you know, like if you are, and this is where coming in and creating a routine about making offers is, is so key. If, if you want to eventually... The, the pr probability and statistics are in your favor that the more offers you make, the more money you will make. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, it's, it's sometimes just a numbers game, which is terrible. I, I don't, I don't even want to put it that way, but it is the more people you connect with, the more people you can help. Someone's going to take you up on that. It's so true. And, and, and you'll get better at the messaging part. You'll get better at the embrace, you know, like making sure that you're infusing your messaging with your brand and your brilliance. You know, that that's one of those pieces that will inevitably never be finalized. It's always changing because we're always changing as people. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, being efficient with your time, making, being focused on the tasks that actually make you money so that you can be happier in the process of building your business, in the process of building your profitable lifestyle, mm -hmm. I mean, that's huge. And it took me a long time to get there. And that's where, like, when, like I mentioned, when we first moved out, in, you know, within 30, 60 days, people were like, what are you doing? You're so much happier. Like, you actually like your <laughs> husband. And, um, um, and one of the things that I share with people is you can literally be happier in less than five minutes a day. Mm. If you're putting the, the consistency of these tiny habits, you know, the power of tiny habits to find more time to increase your income and increase your happiness is huge. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, now that you've made that switch, what does success look like for you? Um, well, I, I still think it's evolving. I mean, I feel like I've, I've, like you, as soon as you reach one level, then, mm -hmm. then it's a matter of, you know, 
kind of two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back, <laughs> yeah. you know, like in, in the sense, in the sense of like, yeah, I've got some better processes in place, but then does that mean now I don't have a process in place where I'm having to manage, you know, I have, I have a handful of like part-time team members that do a variety of different things for me. And that's great that now I'm not having to do it myself, but, and that's, so that's like one level up. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, as you're growing and scaling your business, it's a continual cycle of improving how you are systematizing your business process. And, and that's what I am. um, You know, that's my big mantra is like really systematizing your, your business process, your business systems, because that is what's going to support you during and moving forward through the growth and scaling stages. And so now I have to have a process in place to how to manage these people. And I don't have that process. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally get that. I mean, I don't get that because I don't have, like, I have a team member. That's it. But but hopefully, eventually, when I'm making consistent money with your help, (laughs) absolutely, (laughs) I will uh, be there. But so what has been the really hardest, most challenging thing for you? Why you've been running these multiple businesses and scaling and growing and like how, if there's one thing, I know there's many, mm-hmm. what has been the hardest thing for you? You know, um, to be honest, I think it would have to come back to, um, you know, I'm one of those kind of driven overachiever, Mm-hmm. Um, like I really, I'm impatient. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I want, I want the growth of my company to, to be done yesterday. And, and I'm always trying to figure out what should I be, you know, like, again, the same, same old question that everybody's asking is like, I want to know what I should be doing that is going to help me get there faster. And, um, one of the things that I teach, which is so funny because it's kind of like the whole story with the cobbler shoes that we all are really teaching the things that we need to employ and, and teach ourselves, um, I don't take the time to really stop and celebrate, which is, mm-hmm. um, I think not the greatest thing, of course, cause I tell all of my clients, you know, I, I do all of my, my group coaching and my private coaching calls. We start with sharing wins and, and it forces me to share wins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, cause I'm a participant just as actively in my group programs. And, um, but you know, like last year I had three, I mean, like I finally am a published and an internationally bestselling published author and I didn't do just one book. I did three books. That's <laughs> so, amazing. Um, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's that ability to really stop. And, and so I have to share this one thing with you because I was looking at my calendar, you know, we just finished, um, the launch of a pilot program that I'm running, which is, is called the Nurture Faucet, turning your stream of leads into your future sales. And it's all about nurturing your community, getting out there, because I think you have to be seen in order to be heard. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, again, it comes back to consistency. And I was just launching this program, and I'm getting ready for my – I have um, a three-day event that I do twice a year. It's called Profitable Lifestyle Live, and it's going to be at the um, – it's usually in March and September in September in Sacramento, California, and I'm getting ready to teach this event again. And I have on the calendar there was another launch between now and then. It's two months away, and I have another launch on the calendar. And I thought, you know what? I just don't want to do it. Um, so I had to give myself permission to not do it. Yeah, 
sometimes that's the hardest thing is just saying no to something that just doesn't feel good to you. And, and you just know you're going to be mentally exhausted. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always, I'm one of these people that if I'm, you know, I go, I'll finally hit a wall and then, um, you know, then I'll take a down day and I'll, I'll binge watch, you know, suits or whatever that, you know, I'm watching (laughs) right now. But, um, but for the most part, I'm, I'm, have always been one of those people that's, I'm a doer. I'm an action taker, which is exactly why people are attracted to working with me because they know I inspire action. Like I, I inspire the accountability and, um, you know, just making the consistency in all of your actions. And, and the hard part for that is because I am so great at it that I'm always doing it. So I have to sometimes like stop, you know, Mm. celebrate, um, celebrate the wins. Like we had a really big month this month. Um, and I, and I finally sat down to do, you know, W2s and 1099 tax stuff. And so I was just doing like a, a real quick, like QuickBook thing for January. And, um, you know, cause all the WTs and 1099s have to get out the door. And I thought, wow, I didn't even know I made that much money this, this month. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome though. But you know, it's, but it reminded me cause when I did a, I did a, uh, I had a telesummit that I did about three years ago. It was called the dark side of success, skip the dark side of success, uh, which is funny. Cause again, I'm teaching exactly that. Um, and one of the people that was on there as an interviewee, um, had shared that she had crossed over the million dollar mark in her business and she didn't even know it. Wow. And, and I think, I think as women, we, we sometimes have to, like, I, I know for a fact, and I, I hope by sharing this, that it might relate to, to your listeners is I, I often feel like I'm on this path of proving myself to my husband. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, and I know this is a legitimate business and he gets that. I mean, I still run, I have a seven figure IT firm. So it's not like I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, this business with time, money and happiness matters is such a passion business for me. Like I am so invested in wanting female entrepreneurs to really get out there and create their message and still make money doing it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more vested in wanting to make it happen. and so again, that impatience comes in and, and wanting to make sure like, can I, can I make money this month? And will my husband start thinking that this is more than just a hobby. And I have to, I have to tell you, it took, I'm going to say probably three years before I finally felt like, and, and I have to, and I'm going to share this too. I'm getting really personal. Um, no, I'm going to share this too. I, it's funny. My show does that for people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was in my own head. Mm. The fact that I, I felt like he was thinking that it was a hobby and I was having to justify myself to him and not justify, that's the wrong word, but to prove myself to him that this business was legitimate was in my own head because the reality is that he never thought that way. Um, but I, I put the pressure on myself because I wasn't making consistent income that he must think that way. And, um, Mm. and it wasn't until about three years into my business because I've, I started out actually, I've only been really truly doing business development coaching for like about the last two years. Cause prior to that, I was, I was, I started out as a blogger and I was blogging five times a week and, and writing. And then for the most part, I was doing business development coaching for free and not really realizing I was giving away so much value until I finally Mm. figured out that, Oh, wait a minute, people will pay me for this. (laughs) Um, 
you know, it wasn't about till maybe um, in the last year or two, there was a conversation I remember where he came up to, to me and he told me, he's a very left brained kind of black and white kind of guy. And he told me, he goes, you know, I'm not going to pretend to exactly know what you do, but all I know is that it makes you happier and that makes me happier. Mm. And that was the light bulb for me to realize, you know what? He never has really thought that it was a hobby. Like he knew that he knows that I am driven. He knows that I'm determined. He knows that I'm going to make this to be a success. But I put the pressure on myself that, you know, he must think it's a hobby because I'm not making consistent money yet. Mm. Yeah. So I I hope that hits home with some of your listeners because uh, I mean, it's true that, we put the pressure on ourselves um, because we really want the respect, especially of those that, that are the closest to us. And, um, and it's not always easy. No, it's definitely not easy. And I can a hundred percent relate to that. of like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That pressure. I, I have a lot of pressure on myself to, uh, I guess, reach a certain level of success, have my husband see it as legitimate have people I know see it as legitimate, even though when I work with clients and you know colleagues, they see me and they're like, "Oh, you're great at what you do," but it still doesn't feel real until somebody acknowledges that or you get to that threshold. Yep. And the and the the part about uh, when I shared about um, not even recognizing like the person that I interviewed when she said I didn't even know that we went over seven figures. You really have to you have to acknowledge, like you have to celebrate, you have to acknowledge the steps that you're taking. And, and, and this will help. I hope it helps because I say this all the time, um, is you have to celebrate your failures. Oh, that's hard. (laughs) You have to really, I mean, if you could, you cannot. And so this is a quote and I can't, I don't remember who said this. And so I'm not taking credit, but I can't remember who said it is, that you cannot learn in a vacuum. The only way that most people learn is when we fail. Yep. <laughs> so, so every time you fail, you should be celebrating the fact that you're learning something. Yeah. Even if it sucks. And even, even if it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, every time, you know, you get that, that, you know, air knocked out of you and that punch to the gut or like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Like I I'll share Can I share a really embarrassing moment? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is an epic fail. So, um, I do a Facebook live, um, every Friday on my, um, time, money, happiness matters business page on Facebook. And, um, I don't know what it was, a Wi-Fi problem. I think my laptop just started to do a backup right as I was getting ready to go live. So of course the bandwidth on my, the CPU on my laptop just went to nothing. And, and it was, the video was stopped and frozen. And I thought, Oh my God. So I quickly just, I stopped it and I came over to my other laptop to start the live on my other laptop, but I didn't know what I had done was just turn my video off. I hadn't actually stopped it. So when I come oh, over, no. so when I so when I come over to my new laptop, which is like four feet away, that's on my desk, to start it, I'm I'm trying to get it started. It like wasted seven minutes of my Facebook Live, which of course was you know it's pre-announced because I I use Facebook bots to tell people to come join me and blah blah blah, and all the while, all of a sudden, my assistant was texting me and she's like, be careful what you say. People can hear you say the f word <laughs> 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 because I was like 
F, why isn't this working? And, uh, you know, and I try not to curse in public because I'm just respectful of, of what, what people, you know, where their comfort zones are. And being a photographer, especially when I was around kids a lot, you know, I've, I know how to turn it on and off. And, um, but I was so frustrated and I didn't know I was on. <laughs> and so that was, and it really made me, I felt sick to my stomach because I was so upset that this video and I, I kept, I kept going. Cause it was, you know, once I got the new laptop up and running and I was, I had it going, I had, I had two people reach out to me and say, Hey, you were still alive. I don't know if you knew that, but be careful what you say. And I thought I felt bad and I thought, Oh my gosh, that's so bad. That's so bad. That's so bad. I keep telling my, myself, you know what? It's what it is. And, um, I ended up, you know, as soon as I finished, as soon as it, um, I was able to download it, I deleted it as soon as possible so that I could, you know, chop off and edit it. And then I just re-uploaded it. But, you know, and that's just an example of a small fail. I mean, it felt like a huge fail. Like I felt so bad. And, um, you know, what do you, what, what, what did I learn? Well, I learned, be careful what you say. <laughs> you might still be live. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah. We've all been there. Oh, I mean, my gosh. Uh, well, <laughs> this has been so much fun. Uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and maybe work with you? Sure. So um, my website, of course, my URL is happinessmatters.com. And from there, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. I have all of my URLs for my social media on the website. Um, And I also have something for your listeners today, which is, um, I call it my one-to-many process. It's a gift for them where they can take, again, since I started as a blogger, but this is also applicable. Even if you're not a blogger, you know, if you're getting out there and you are doing social media posts, um, if you are a writer, maybe you are writing a book or have a book, but the whole process is how to turn one blog post into 30 plus promotional pieces of content. So it's systematizing, taking your brilliance and getting it out there in a bigger capacity. So again, be seen in order to be heard to create mm-hmm. more consistency. And um, so it's, uh, you guys are going to get that if you go to happinessmatters.com forward slash smart content. And it's a great freebie. I got it and it's really good. So you guys are going to enjoy that. <laughs> Yay. I love it. And if you guys have any questions, of course, you're welcome to, um, I have my, uh, free Facebook group, which I will make sure that, uh, Melody puts in the show notes. So you guys are welcome to join that as well and, and, and join in on our free timer Tuesdays and timer Thursdays and actually commit to getting some stuff done. Yeah. It's really helpful. It really is guys. Yeah. Well, awesome. This has been so much fun and I'm so glad that I finally got to have you on the show. So thank you again. Thank you. I really appreciate being here. Thank you for everybody who's listening. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it and you got as much out of it as I did. So until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.